Hey boo, let's chat. Welcome to Deep Waters and Sunflowers, a podcast about more than just self-love. I am your host, Michelle Joe, self-love coach, author, and creator. I'm super excited to bring a new segment called Her Story. I had this idea to invite some really amazing women to come onto the show and share her story. I felt as though it was so important to bring women from all different backgrounds, corporate America, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, <laughs> couldn't even get that out, um, and just different things because I feel like we can all get something from someone, everyone, and I thought it was nice to show different paths that we take as women to find our purpose, to find who we are again, to begin again, and to show the very realistic side of things, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, and that there truly is light at the end of the tunnel and while you're going through the tunnel. So I'm super excited to sit down and speak with such an amazing businesswoman, entrepreneur, and fellow (laughs) podcast um, host as well. And I just feel as though you all are really going to enjoy this conversation just as much as I have. So get comfy, grab your wine, your lemon water, your tea or your coffee, and enjoy today's episode. So I am so excited about today's episode. Um, As you guys probably heard in my last episode, I wanted to start introducing a segment called Her Story. And no, I am not the originator of this. I've heard this phrase um, going around quite a bit um, through the years. And but I thought that it would be really, really cool to have some influential women on my podcast just to kind of give some insight and share their stories. And today is very special. Um, Her name is Danielle and she is an amazing, amazing graphic and web designer. Uh, She just recently launched her podcast, Brewing Up Creativity. And it's very near and dear to my heart because I actually was looking for a web designer for Michelle, Joe & Co. I knew I wanted a website. I knew I wanted a revamp and brand. And it was really, really important to me to find somebody who got my overall vibe. And of course, I turned to Instagram hashtags and I found a few ladies, but you know, it just wasn't there. But that was just something about Danielle and our first interaction together that I literally felt like, okay, this is a good fit. And if you have been to michellejoe.com. She is responsible for the beautiful website that you see. Um, I'm forever going to be thankful and grateful for her just bringing my vision to life and us working together was such a pleasant, pleasant experience. And she takes great pride in her work. So without uh, 
any more uh, interruptions or anything. Danielle, how are you? Hello, I'm doing so good. I hope you're doing amazing too. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. Like, I'm so <laughs> humbled. <laughs> you are so welcome. You are prettybomb.com. You're like so sweet. Oh my God. I had like the biggest smile on my face over here. <laughs> you know, they say we have to give people their roses. So those, that's me giving you your roses. Oh my God. You handed me a bouquet. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so I know that I gave the people a little snapshot of who you are and what you do, but now it is your turn putting the spotlight on you to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I feel like I could probably ramble about what I do for so long. So I'm going to try and make this as brief as possible. Otherwise, this podcast episode will end up being two hours. So let me start off with the fact that, yes, Michelle introduced me in the best way possible. I am a graphic designer. I am based in Toronto. Um, so when Michelle reached out to me, I actually was really surprised because I do work with a lot of Canadian Canadians like that's usually who I work with so it was a lot of fun working with you and so I I predominantly specialize in branding meaning I love telling people stories and I love bringing people's imagination to life I have my tagline is called you imagine we create and it's because I feel like everybody starts off with this story or this vision and this imagination but they don't always know how to bring it to life so when I thought about my why and I thought about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life I was always so captivated by that and getting to know so many different people that mm -hmm. when I decided to specialize in branding and obviously I do web because I that's a huge huge aspect of branding um, mm -hmm. ultimately I just really wanted to help people and I think when you described me and you said that I was able to do that for you and that you're forever like grateful, like it's, it's that, it's that moment. And it's those emotions that you have that make me realize I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So doing graphic design, pursuing graphic design. Well, first off, let me say it definitely wasn't my, my very first option. Um, I had a lot of bumps along the way, but I'm glad to be where I am. And essentially, I hope that introduces myself enough and leads us into an amazing, great episode that I hope people will enjoy. But um, I'm excited to tell my story as well. And I love this whole segment. So bring it on. <laughs> Yay! Now that was, um, while you were talking, I promise, like I was getting like all the warm and fuzzies. I'm like, this is like, so warm like everything you were saying I don't know there was just something very comforting about it <laughs> but I love it um okay so I have an icebreaker for you and it is a this or that icebreaker Ooh, so I have it. a couple of questions so autumn or spring autumn for sure <laughs> same mornings or late nights Oh, I'm a morning person. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Don't you just love the morning? Oh, it's like a whole new start. I, I mean, like, yeah. I love my whole nighttime routine, but I mean, I don't know. Nothing beats a good morning. I don't know. I just, I'm always going to pick that. I yeah. always feel like the mornings are nice too, because it's like, it's before the hustle and bustle. It's yes. before, you know, things just get busy, that stillness, that quietness. I love it. 
Yeah. Um, so beaches or mountains? Ooh, hard one, but I might have to say beaches. Nice. Chocolate or vanilla? Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's go with chocolate. I love me some chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Socks or slippers? Ooh, love me some fuzzy socks. Yes. Thunder <laughs> or lightning? Thunder. I actually find it soothing. I'm a weird person. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I do like the sound of rain and thunderstorms. I'm really weird. No, we all have our things. And last question, champagne or wine? I have to go with wine because I'm a huge fan of rosé. And then I love uh-huh. actually making sangria. So I have to go with wine. I'm a wine lover. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Okay, so that was our icebreaker. So as I said, this segment is all about us as women telling our stories. And so my first question is, um, when it comes to being a creative, how did you know that this, as in graphic design and branding, was the right lane for you? I want to say it actually wasn't my first so like like I said like it wasn't my first choice so like when I knew it was for me I was doing something completely different and Mm -hmm. it happened kind of randomly um I had just graduated university I got my degree in art history and if anybody knows anything about that degree you are stuck in a book and you don't really talk to people your program is very small um there was probably about 12 of us that ended up graduating from my Mm -hmm. university with that degree. And I went and studied in Italy Mm -hmm. and I was so drawn to the culture. I mean, I'm half Italian, but let me just say like, I was drawn to the culture, the food, the architecture. Um, And at the time I was writing my, my thesis and I was, you know, studying pretty intensively during that short period of time. And I started feeling this weird, sadness and it didn't feel like depression and it didn't feel like anything like that but it felt more so actually you know what it felt like confusion because mm-hmm. I should have been happy I should have been happy with the fact that I was graduating university with honors I didn't you know I was doing so great in school abroad and I th- that's when I took my first ever like art university art course and I realized it wasn't being in the books and it wasn't doing the research that was making me happy. It was actually creating something. Mm-hmm. And so I came back and I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> um, I wanted to apply for jobs in galleries, but a part of me was like, do you really want to do that? Do you really want to work in an art gallery giving tours or selling art pieces like is that really what you want to do or do you want to go back to school and get my did I want to get my master's or my PhD no I didn't and I randomly bought this item called the slate and Mm -hmm. I started off in illustration and so I was illustrating my little heart away I was trying to find something that I loved And so I was drawing a lot of fashion illustrations and then I decided to just start on Instagram and it kind of picked up really quickly. And I actually was doing it on the account that you see today. And Mm -hmm. I was just posting all of my art. I was trying to create something from nothing. 
And um, I'm a perfectionist. So I was really hard on myself during that time. I wasn't working. I had just quit like a sales job, like a part-time sales job selling clothing. And I just wasn't having it. And eventually I was, I was like, you know, I need to go back to school. Clearly I can't do anything with this degree. Um, I went back to school and originally applied for advertising. And I don't tell many people that, but I applied for advertising and I sat in my first course and I remember being devastated because I was like, I don't even see myself in this. And I had just moved out with my boyfriend at the time. And I was saying to him, like, I don't even see myself in advertising. Like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing here? And he, he helped me. And actually at the time, like, so did my mom. And, and, they, and they said to me, you know, I feel like it's the design aspect. You're missing this whole creative aspect that everything you're applying for doesn't have. And let me say, I applied for advertising because I kept hearing how much money you could make in that, in that side of, of business. Yeah. And so I was thinking money wise, this is my best bet. I mean, I can be a little creative, but it realistically, it was not that creative in my Mm -hmm. eyes. So I actually ended up reapplying for school. Um, I went into a three-year graphic design program and I was so hard on myself. I'm like seven years of school. What am I doing? Everyone's going to judge me. I went back and I started my business while I was in school. Like I, I was working my business while doing full-time school and it was hard um but I learned so much and I've never regretted pursuing graphic design it just felt right and yeah that was like you know a couple of you know that felt like the longest time of my life but in hindsight it was totally needed um Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't go through those few hard years so that was definitely when I discovered that I was meant to do graphic design was through all of those bumps. And I couldn't even give you a specific timeline mm-hmm. aside from those key moments um, mm-hmm. where I just learned what was not making me happy. And that's, that was the pivotal moment. Wow. Well, that is long story short. One. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Like it's, it's great to hear how basically it was kind of like you were trying things and trying things and this didn't work. So that didn't work. So it wasn't like you completely like gave up. It was kind of like you continue to try things until you found the thing that felt right to you. And even in your journey, it seems like the steps that you had taken ultimately put you into the place that you're in right now. Let me tell you, I did want to give up. Um, There were days where I actually joked around with my boyfriend and I said, just let me be a stay-at-home wife at this point. Like, just let me do it. And I I remember he was going off working, doing all, like having a busy lifestyle. And I was at home doing the laundry. And I thought to myself, like, what am I doing? Like, I am not meant for this. Like, I am a type A personality. I can't just give up. Like, when have I given up on anything? I was tempted and I did for a day. I did for a day. Um, And then I, I, I talked myself out of it. Um, But yeah, I was trying, I was trying everything. And um, I was always taught to dabble in things, never like to just like pick one thing. And like, that's that it was kind of like, try out what you love. Like I was fortunate enough as a kid for my 
my parents to put me in so many extracurriculars that I was able to realize that I wasn't the athletic one. I wasn't the, you know, really <laughs> smart kid. I was the creative kid. And I learned that early on, but then it was funny because then early in my twenties, I had no idea who I was yeah. and I was, I knew something creative. So I kept trying that, but I mean, like I said, I totally disregarded the fact when I was doing art history and that's research. And then I went into advertising, mm -hmm. which is like really heavily into marketing. So right. yeah, I was trying a lot. Oh, I love it. And I like how you said that you did kind of think to yourself like, okay, I can just stay at home and be a stay at home, you know, and do this and that. And I've had the same struggles, you know, with being an entrepreneur. It's like, I'm like, why can't I just kick all these hopes and dreams I have for myself and just work this job or yep. stay home and just do regular <laughs> stuff why yeah. can't I just have regular goals and stuff but it's just like that doesn't fulfill me so that kind of would have brought me into my second question it was um when you face the doubts the fears the limiting beliefs what kind of kept you going when the bumps would come and things weren't necessarily going as smooth? How did you continue to move forward? I am extremely hard on myself mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's not the best thing. And I'm not, I am not promoting that. I am not saying be hard on yourself and you'll get to where you need to be. No, no. There are so many better ways to do things. Um, it's a whole yeah. learning curve. But what kept me going through like that, that time in my life in particular or any difficult matter, mm -hmm. I have to remind myself that that moment isn't permanent. And mm -hmm. if I get caught up in that moment and I stay in that moment, and I think this is it, that I, where am I going? Like I'm going mm -hmm. nowhere with that. And I, I can't be the person that promotes everybody else's story and I'm everybody's hype girl, but I'm not the hype girl for myself. It's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately, like when I gave up on myself that for that day, it was like the worst feeling. And I thought like, how have you, how have you gone your, like your whole life? And I was like speaking to myself and it's so funny. Like I talked to myself, I'll fully admit that. <laughs> Me too. And I, yeah. Like I was talking to myself and I said, like, what are you doing? You pursued, if you could pursue singing and you knew that wasn't your long-term career for 10 years of your whole life. What makes mm -hmm. you think that you're meant to be a stay-at-home wife? And there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home wife. That is like the hardest thing ever. I commend anybody to do that, but I'm not a regular person and I'm not your average Joe. Unfortunately, I am like that person that is really, 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 really hard on myself to yeah. do things that I, I don't know, that I think are really wild and different. So I know that when I talk about my dreams to people, it's a little, it's a little difficult. I might sound like a, a huge dreamer. Mm -hmm. but what kept me through it was just literally me talking to myself, uh, making sure that I reminded myself like this isn't permanent. This is just a stepping stone and nothing's going to be perfect. And even when I have difficult weeks, when I have difficult days, um, I always remind myself like, if I don't have these days, what am I really learning? So yeah. that was, that's what gets me through things. I mean, like when it's easy for me to say that because in the moment it doesn't feel like that, but then mm -hmm. once I step back and I take a day for myself, that's when I think, okay, like this, 
I know it, it sucks, but if it, if it doesn't happen, I'm really not learning anything at all. Right. Right. I love that. Um, and I love how you said that, you know, because it is so true that when you're going through something, when you're in the thick of a thing, you, you don't see the positive. You kind of don't even want to hear, you know, the positive things that people want to say, because it sounds so cliche when people say like, oh, it won't always be this way or, oh, it's going to get better. And it's like, we know that internally, but because we're experiencing it in quote unquote real time, no one's thinking on the positive side of things. So I loved how you said you would hype yourself up. You would, you know, put certain things in place to kind of keep you going because you knew that you had big dreams and that you didn't want to just, you know, settle for anything and everything. So I think that that's also a really, really great thing. And, you know, I'm all about self-love. I'm all about yes, um, are. <laughs> yes, just exploring the many layers of self-love. And I feel like when you are in any lane, whether you're creative, whether you just want to better yourself or whatever the case may be, um, I feel like it plays a part. And as you begin to kind of find your, your lane, what you want it to do in life, um, how did you balance um, work life? How did you balance personal life? Because you hear a lot of entrepreneurs say, especially in the beginning, oh my gosh, I don't have a life. I don't have a relationship. I don't have friends. And I'm just wondering on your journey, did you struggle finding a work-life balance? And even now, have you found that balance? And if you have, what does that look like for you? In the beginning, I wasn't doing my business full-time. I actually never thought that it could become a full-time living. Um, mm. So then my life seemed easier. Um, and then eventually things really picked up and I was like, oh wait, I can totally go on my own. And like this, this is the big thing that I was meant to do. So how I managed my time in the, in the beginning, when I first transition, transitioned, sorry, into full-time, I, and this is going to sound so basic. This is about to sound so basic. Like this is not going to be like this pivotal thing, but I love time management and mm. working smart. So tell us about it. yeah, like I, <laughs> I will tell you everything, Michelle. Um, <laughs> I refuse to have zero personal life. Um, burn burning out creatively and just mentally is a thing and I can't stress Mm -hmm. that enough and I wish I was that person that doesn't get stressed and doesn't burn out and can have five hour sleeps and work 12 hours a day um quite frankly that's not me in there done that probably had five mental breakdowns in the in the process you know I've had busy weeks where that happens but then I make sure that my next week is nothing like that Um, So I have done that to myself and, you know, I did have that actually, it's funny that you're asking this because that was my week last week Um, because I put all of these deadlines in one week and don't ask. So that, this is what I mean. I am still, I am not sitting here saying I'm a master at things, but Mm -hmm. let me just say that because I don't have those weeks very often, it is Mm -hmm. because I plan my time extremely wisely. I make sure that I don't work past usually six 
Um, so that means like I specifically make sure that I'm starting work latest at nine and I finish at five. Um, sometimes it extends depending on, you know, if, if I have a client email me after, you know, it's like five I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm, let me just grab this, but I make sure after seven, like I am not communicating about work. I am communicating with the people that I love. I'm communicating about things that I love. I am not talking about design. And as much as I love it, when it doesn't feel like a job, it still is. And you can't keep yeah. talking about it 24 seven. You're gonna still feel exhausted. So I make sure I block off those hours and no business that you like, and no entrepreneur works a nine to five. So I'm saying this as if I do, I don't. I work on Saturdays. I work when I can, but I take Sundays off. I'm in a relationship. I have friends. I'm not the most like popular person. Like I don't have a huge group of friends, but there, there's people that I care about and I care about my family. And ultimately I'm not sacrificing that part of my life. I would <laughs> go into some form of a depression. So like I make sure that I am blocking off my time appropriately. And obviously some weeks are harder than others. That doesn't happen too often where I can't have evenings to myself. But in terms of what you asked like it's all about planning your time I have a planner I'm constantly writing it out I'm making adjustments I have on top of my planner a daily to-do list where I make sure that I have like three main priorities and maybe just a few little little ones so I am mm -hmm. not stressing myself out the entire day with like six major projects that's unrealistic I'm probably not going to finish it um, let's be real. I, I, you know, I tried that in the past that didn't work. I don't know what I was thinking. So um, I feel like it's really important to take that time for yourself and be with people that you love. Otherwise you're kind of, um, that burnout's going to be real. Like you're going to, you're going to face that. And that's not a good feeling. Um, so, and I, and I have amazing people that also warn me. They're like, you know, you've been working a lot and I'm like, you know what, you're right. So I have amazing people that will warn me before it even happens. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's me, but it's also people surrounding me that are reminding me to take time for myself as well. I love it because I agree. Um, there is definitely a thing called burnout. And do you even feel for, you know, especially since you work with people to bring their brands and things like that to life, do you feel like sometimes overly consuming, whether on Instagram, whether on Facebook, TikTok, whatever, do you feel like overly consuming information can also block your creativity and stunt like your productivity? Yeah, um, 100%. Um, I am friends with a lot of social media managers and obviously I've heard all those great marketing tips and how to promote yourself properly on Instagram. And I do get sucked into that world and it's hard not to, and you would just want to promote your business or you want to see what other people are up to. Um, there's a huge graphic design community that I'm part of, and I love seeing what other people do. And there's a thing called imposter syndrome. And I feel like everybody mm -hmm. faces that at some point. And there was like a huge point in my life where I was logging into Instagram and questioning my, like what I was doing. Um, and that's what I think. And like, correct me if like, if you have a different opinion, like, please tell me, but I feel like sometimes Instagram promotes imposter syndrome. 
like everybody is trying to like we have this wonderful community but it just somehow still forms this negativity that Mm -hmm. we're comparing ourselves and it's not even like somebody's saying it physically no one's doing it to you it's your own brain so I feel like it just kind of does that to you and then it affects your productivity and it it affects a lot of things so I mean like I over time have learned that I can only, this is what I do. I only really have my little lurking session in the evening. <laughs> I refuse to look at anybody's account or any anything during the day. Um, you'll catch me in the mornings. You'll catch me like in the mornings because I probably have messages from clients that I need to get back to. And I just want right. to see what everybody's up to. I mean, you know that I probably responded to you really early in the morning. And you're probably thinking, what is she doing? (laughs) Um, So it's in those like little time periods before I start work and, and right before bed that I will go on and I will do my little lurk session. But ultimately, like, I feel like Instagram can, like, I 100% can agree that it can affect anybody's productivity um, Mm -hmm. and their creative, creative process, because a lot of designers like posting their creative process as well online and saying like, this works, why are you doing this? And there's polls and how much are you charging and what are you doing? And you, you start to think like, what am I doing? And um, <laughs> you're like, oh, am I doing this right? Oh, that's your creative process. Well, mine's a little different. Um, and that affects your productivity and your whole creative presentation, um, your whole process. It like, it affects everything. And just by eliminating it while you work is just that little step that you can do to try and get rid of that. But I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, I do that 100% of the time. I mean, we're human. Um, we're going to give in every now and then, but that's, what's been working for me currently. So, um, that's all I'm going to say about remaining pro- <laughs> like, you know, productive and yeah. staying to your own creative process. Like don't, don't compare. Cause uh, like anytime anybody asks me about Instagram, like all I think about is everybody comparing themselves. So, yeah. um, that's, that's it's, my opinion. It's so easy and imposter syndrome is very, very true. Um, I think that one thing that I've learned from myself because I go through it, I experience it, is I literally have to place boundaries with myself. And knowing that I have to stay true to my brand, my voice, to me, and you know, just knowing that everybody has their different audience. And it's all good either way. And so my question, which is great, since, you know, we were touching on this. <laughs> for you, how did you find your, your, your design, your branding style? How did you know where you kind of wanted to be and what that, what that, what you wanted that to look like? It's evolved um Mm -hmm. I obviously have deleted some things on Instagram that weren't on brand anymore but ultimately I've always been really really simple and I think um for me I just always thought like that was the way that the future was going and I've always wanted to kind of have this this mindset that like the cleaner your things are the more simple things are the more legible things are people are going to want to resonate with you and people are going to resonate with you. The message is clear. There's no fluff. There's no questions. This is who I am. And I'm not buttering you up. I'm, this is it. (laughs) Like, I feel like 
my branding in the simplest of terms is very airy, open-ended. Um, I, I don't settle on, you know, I, if I were to use like really dark colors, I feel like I would have a very dramatic feel to myself. And I don't want my clients to feel like that. So in the beginning, I had this, um, it's just been a process. In the beginning, I was gravitating towards metallics and silvers and (laughs) all this kind of stuff. And then I realized like, when do you wear jewelry? Like realistically, like I started thinking about myself and I'm like, when do you ever wear bling? And what, what are you even trying to portray at this point? Is it because it's a trend? And then I sat down and I was like, okay, like if you're actually... And this was before I even started specializing in branding. Um, this is when I was like dabbling in art and illustration. So in the beginning, I was like, why are you doing this? Like, this isn't even you. Um, and then I really started learning more. I was taking courses in branding. I was educating myself. Um, that's when I learned like, okay, the psychology behind things. And that's why I say like branding is like you're evolving. Um, you shouldn't have to let me just like disclaim this, like you shouldn't have to rebrand frequently at all. Um, mm-hmm. But I think when you're younger, um, like, cause I'm talking about my younger self at this point, it's going to change quite a bit. Now I'm at the point where like, I'm probably never going to, I don't see, I mean, there might be like little tweaks here and there, but I, I don't see much changing about myself, but I do want to always remind people that it, it is a process. Um, I've worked with people where they've actually like, changed up their vision entirely. And, um, that's totally fine. You're learning more about yourself. So for me, like, I just always kind of embrace the fact that it's a process. I went from being really colorful. I went from being completely illustrative based to something really clean, really simple, um, minimalist. I just felt like that was the best way for me to clear my mind and portray my mission statement and my tagline and my why to my targeted demographic. And it's never really failed me. So that's, you know, your, your brand is working for you when, when ultimately you're reaching the people that you want to want to be reaching. So all I can say is that it's a process and um, it's evolved. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm like content with mine because I think designers are, are harder on themselves about their current branding than anybody else's. Um, But yeah, I mean, like that, that's what happened with me at least. Love it. Um, cause that was, that was very clear. Um, and I like how you said that you shouldn't have to rebrand often. No, you um, shouldn't. and I, I was personally drawn to you because you did have kind of like this minimalist, very clean, very crisp type of, um, feel to your designs and brands that you've worked with. Um, so I think that I know somebody will be able to take that from um, what you just said and kind of implement that into if they want to start a brand or whatever um, they may have going on. So that was actually a really good tip. I mean, granted, I noted it myself um, (laughs) because, you know, it's, it's really easy, you know, to get caught up in how things should look and you know if this is working if that isn't working and you know sometimes as a uh, starting out as an entrepreneur you have to give things time to blossom and to grow and it's a lot of trial and error but um 
So my next question, which, you know, we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon. Um, how does one, and it kind of goes into the, um, the same lane of what we just kind of talked about. Yeah. Um, authenticity or finding, finding your voice in whatever your creative lane may be. Um, I know that you talked about some of the bumps in the road. You talked about how you kind of um, stay motivated and things like that. So as you evolve and as you grow, um, what are some things that you implement with your business or just your creative journey, journey as a whole? That's a good question. Oh, <laughs> that's a really good question. So, sorry, like, do you mind rephrasing yeah. that just so I can like make sure that I'm like answering that properly? Because I would sure. hate to offer advice that <laughs> might be wrong. And then you're like, oh, Danielle, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing where you were and where you are now and as you evolve, basically, as you evolve, how does your brand, your dreams, your goals, how do those things evolve with you? Oh, okay. Great question. Yes. I could talk about this for years. Okay. So <laughs> I think it's, you also need to embrace the fact, I think, um, let me just start off by saying that you need to embrace the fact that you're always going to be evolving. Like how I just said, like everything's a process. Mm -hmm. So your dreams and goals are going to be changing with you, like your whole entire life. You might um, end up realizing throughout the whole process that uh, you might want to niche down a little bit. You might actually not be working with your ideal clients. They might've been your ideal client at one point, but maybe they're not now. Um, yeah. Your prices change. The way you offer services change. Um, I mean, so many things change like the the people that I've worked with throughout the years like things have changed and I was actually talking about this with a friend the other day and I said like it's it's crazy to see where I've come and mm -hmm. the amount of changes that I've gone through I used to be painfully shy and it was reflected in my business I I had whenever something happened or I felt like I was being walked over by like one of my very first clients, I'm always going to remember this. I felt like I was being walked all over and I didn't have the skill set to set that boundary and mm -hmm. say, I'm the professional, I'm, I'm here to help you. And I felt like I was being walked over with my pricing um, and tr they were trying to bargain. And so after a while, well, after that specific project, like I'm just giving an example here because I feel like anybody in any field has probably been walked over at some point. And that's your symbol of that things need to change. You need to change. You can't take that. You can't take these bumps and just be like, oh, it's fine. I can, these bumps are fine. No, you can mm -hmm. probably find a way to handle that situation better and it'll probably happen less. That's probably why it happened. Um, so with your goals or your dreams, um, you're going to come, you're going to meet people that, you know, don't resonate with you. Maybe they did years ago, but now they don't. Um, and like I said, like the services that you offer, like I started off with illustration and fashion illustration. And I, I 
you know, I still offer that because I love it. It's such a passion of mine. But ultimately, mm-hmm. is that like my complete specialization? No, I focus on branding and I do things from packaging to web. Um, like things change. You're adding services in you're, and you got to accommodate the fact that like you grow up and you learn more about yourself. You're learning more about your business and um, a business isn't easy. And you need to accept the fact that you're going to need to upgrade and upgrade and then you're probably gonna have mm-hmm. to hire a team and then you're probably yeah. gonna want to start a community and then you're gonna want to start a podcast I'm not trying to say what I'm doing <laughs> in particular but like you got to um mentally support yourself throughout the bumps the positives you got to accept the fact that life is going to happen and all that wonderful jazz that isn't always good but it it's good in the end um there's so much you can do to embrace the fact that things are happening. But um, my biggest, biggest advice is not to be hard on yourself. Set expectations of yourself that are achievable. Um, You know, I always set like a yearly goal. Um, And you're just, you just need to realize that everything is kind of temporary. And I say that in the best way not that your business is temporary and it's going to end no no um I mean like (laughs) things are temporary as in like the bad things are temporary the good things are temporary and then there'll probably be an even better thing that will happen in the future that you have no idea about but in the moment like everything's just changing always and you don't even expect it like you know like when you hire your first like employee or team member like that's a great moment that you probably should celebrate So like, there's moments that you need to mourn. There's moments that you need to celebrate. There's moments that you need to just, okay, I need to embrace this. Like there's so many different emotions that come with anything, anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you don't embrace the fact that you're going to be changing and evolving, then you're kind of going to be really hard on yourself for the rest of your life. Right. That was such, there was so many good gems and goodies in what you just said. I hope so. Like, <laughs> yes, like, oh my gosh. I know, like, on every episode, I'm always like, yes, yes, like, amen, girl, amen. Hey, see, you so, gotta be your hype girl. <laughs> yes. And it's like, like you were saying, it's like life pivots in so many different points and we can't control it. And I loved how you said basically just being flexible, yeah. being flexible and being open and knowing that life is ever changing and basically control what you can control but be flexible and you know like you said whatever is on the other side or whatever is next like that can be best that can be better Mm -hmm. than where you currently are and I think sometimes we don't necessarily think see things like that like sometimes we just look at and that's one thing I've been working on for my own personal self is my mindset and pushing past where I currently am and understanding that I want my vision to be bigger. I want the things that I see from my life, from my business, for my love life. I want all of that to expand. Like, I don't want to just be only able to see what I see right now. And, you know, so that's so beautiful that you said that you know, the next thing could be the best thing. You just never know. Yeah. Um, so that's great. You you go, Danielle. You better oh. drop those gems. Oh, thanks. Um, 
So in closing, um, last question. If, or let's see, if there's one thing that you could tell your younger self, what would it be? I would tell myself that that shy, shy little girl that didn't even speak to her classmates, um, mm -hmm. that you weren't going to end up being shy. Um, and it like makes me emotional thinking about it because I was that shy girl that was so insecure about everything I did because I, like I said, I wasn't the smart person and I, I, I wasn't the overly smart person and I wasn't the athletic one. I was the person that was creative and like, that's not really acknowledged. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing that I would tell myself is to like, just keep being you. Like, don't, don't question what you're doing. If you are happiest drawing, playing the piano and singing, if you just keep, you know, and I did it. So it's like, I'm giving myself advice, but I, I did what I'm giving myself advice for because I just stayed in my own world and I did and I pursued what I love, regardless of what people thought. But I also had great supporters. Um, my parents recognized early on that I was meant mm -hmm. to do the arts. So my advice for my younger self or any younger person would be like, just to keep doing what you love, regardless of what people's thoughts are, if you're not gonna be making enough money, if, you know, all those doubts, oh my God, just keep doing you, doing what you love. Uh, eventually those skill sets are going to take you somewhere really, really far and it's gonna be recognized one day. And then you're gonna be that boss babe that nobody expected you to be because you were that shy kid. So that's that's my advice. Cause I definitely didn't expect myself to be where I am today. Oh, I love it, I love it. Oh man, time has definitely flown by. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I can't believe it's almost been an hour. <laughs> right? But I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. I think that your story is one that will definitely inspire. Um, I just love everything that you do, everything that you have going on. Um, and so for those listening who may want to work with you, may want to keep up with your journey, where can they find you and where can people stay connected with you at? So I'm the most well first of all thank you for all those lovely compliments like can I not can, let me just say that first I was just about to promote myself and just completely ignore <laughs> the fact that you just said the sweetest no. thing so thank you um I am mostly active on Instagram so everybody can find me at like at Danielle Labonte designs um if you want to check out my podcast it's at brewing up creativity that's where I want to promote other like-minded creatives or positive people who are just promoting being your best self and then I have my website so if you ever want to inquire or learn more about what I do or my services you can find me at www.daniellelevantedesigns.com love it yes guys please be sure to follow Danielle take a listen to her podcast as you can see like she's just a really, really great positive light. Um, and I definitely enjoyed working with her. I can vouch for it all. Um, but we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Thanks, Michelle. Hey, boo. I'm back. I hope that you truly enjoyed today's episode. We had a really, really great time recording it and Danielle is absolutely amazing at what she does 
So if you are wanting to bring your brand to life, please, please, please follow her. Listen to her podcast, Brewing Up Creativity. She is just truly a warm, amazing person. But in the meantime as well, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Jo and Co. A-N-D-C-O. Also, visit michellejo.com to inquire about any coaching needs or working with me. Also, you will find some very helpful information as well. So, I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Sending you lots of love and light and wonderful days. See you in the next episode.